Hey everyone, I'm Ben Schneider, and after a bit of a hiatus, we are back with another episode of The Ben Schneider Show. I got away from doing this with how busy I've been with Grid and the other things I've been working on, but we're back, and I want to start doing this again, at least on a semi-regular basis. This is episode 38. I started doing this a couple of years ago through Scott Radio at Gordon College, and it's evolved into a place for me to have conversations with both old friends I've known for years and new friends I've only recently met through our shared connections. Now, for the first show back, I thought, who better to bring back on this show than Noah Fenninger? Noah was my classmate and cross-country teammate from sixth grade all the way through graduation, and he and I also became good friends because we were both NASCAR fans growing up. We'll get into that a little bit next week, but for now, sit back and enjoy what will hopefully be the first of many new episodes of this podcast. Let's jump right into it. All right, man. Well, we're up and running. So, okay. Um, well, first of all, congratulations to you um, on your your wedding and Thank your you. marriage. Thank you. How did you and Cassandra meet? So we actually met at church a long while ago, and we just grew to be close friends. And then in between sophomore and junior year of college, we just got close enough. I asked her out over the summer, and uh, we had a long-distance relationship for my last two years of College, we got um, engaged before my senior year, and then we just got married uh, after my graduation and after I got a part-time position at a church. So, Yeah, well, I guess uh, one of the other first things I should ask you is, uh, I know your dad's been recovering, yeah. and I saw some of the pictures on Facebook and social media. Um, I know he had wanted to be a part of a ceremony, um, I guess question is how is he how is he doing now and you know how much was he able to to take part so in that? he was able to officiate our uh, our wedding the ceremony so that's that was really great i was worried that he wasn't going to be able to and then a couple days after that he actually had um another surgery to put a skull back on so he's doing absolutely great um you know how insurance works it's it, it can only allow for a certain amount of therapies but a school down in Lynchburg actually took him on for students to learn physical therapy with. So he's actually getting therapy for free now, which is a godsend. It's absolutely yeah. amazing. That's so, awesome. I saw your your mother's been updating us and uh, yeah, she's been getting good talking at about how the insurance, you know, kind of playing hardball a little bit, and you know, you, you guys had to fight the first time to to get the extra therapy, and now yeah. um, you weren't granted that. So it's great to hear that. Um, he's at least got that opportunity to continue his recovery. Yeah, really. I mean, free therapy is hard to come by, but uh, I mean, it's, it's really amazing how God has provided, not just in this idea of, or not in just the aspect of therapy, but in the aspect of, you know, how my mom's been able to cooperate with that. I mean, I was able to be down there for the first five months or three or four months that it happened while I was in school because they lived only 10 minutes away from me. So I was able to go with my mom to, uh, I mean, she was going to my church that I was serving at and I was able to go with her to the hospital and, and run errands for her. And my grandmother was right there. So it was really just even that whole aspect of me being able to be down there. And now my brother's down there and my brother just moved slightly closer to them too. That's just, I mean, it's, it's all God working and it's really amazing to see. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, I know you were born in Texas yep. and were there for 
think only a matter of a few weeks. Three I remember weeks. when we when we first met, you talked about how you went to Disney World like every other week because you were in Florida at the time. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Disney, I'm going to, to I'm going to Disney next month. Oh, awesome! <laughs> Cassandra and I have you know before is that Disney we, World in Florida? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, before we um, get started with the family stuff, we're just kind of wanting to take some trips, just the two of us, and Disney's one of them. So taking some vacation time, going down next month in October, and spending a few days for the 50th, and then come back. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know, tell me, about, tell me about your early life a little bit. I know, obviously, your family was in Texas. Um, yeah. What caused them to relocate uh, to Florida and then eventually up here? Well, so I, I grew up a pastor's kid, so my dad moved around from church to church. He actually worked at, I want to say, four or five different churches in Florida. And then... Um, in 2006, my dad was able to acquire a position in a worship pastor position in Newcastle, Del- Delaware, at First Baptist Church of, of uh, Delaware. So that's what caused us to move over here. And he's uh, worked at another church since, and now they're down in Lynchburg, Virginia. But I, after getting married, of course, I moved up here um, and got a position up here. So, yeah. So you were at Newcastle Christian. Mm-hmm. Academy, I guess was it was it Newcastle Baptist still when you first no, got there? No, it, it was it Newcastle Christian. It had already changed, and I had only been to Newcastle Christian for about four years, so I wasn't there too too long, and and then it changed to Tall Oaks, of course. So was Jonathan ever there? I forget yes. how much older he is than you. But... He's so he's seven years older than I am. So yeah. he he spent all of high school there, from what I know. Yeah. So he graduated, and then uh, the school closed, and yeah. Well, I was at Tall Oaks, uh, came over and relocated. Yeah, that's really how we how we met, how we, and met. How we connected, which is also a blessing in and of itself. I think yeah. I received a much better education through Tall Oaks than I, than I was getting through uh, Newcastle Christian. So yeah, well, it's uh, it's pretty rigorous, but you know the the end result uh, for those that stick with it is uh is very good. Yeah, I mean it made college easier than what I experienced some people experiencing college. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we're using like college textbooks as early yeah. as, you know, the end of middle school um, for yeah. some classes. So, and even, I mean, just the amount of writing that we did and, and all that, that yeah. was, that was the main thing for me. Extremely helpful. Yeah. I, I remember my first year at Liberty, I'd write like a 15 page paper and so many people were stressing over it, and I'm like, ah, 15 pages. So we got it. I don't even have to read it this time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I, I remember doing like one or one and a half, two page reflections. And, you know, yeah. th- there were times where, you know, if I had a late night or something was, was super busy, I'd go to sleep, you know, knowing that I could just get up early in the morning and knock it out just because, you know, in, in high school that, that might have freaked me out a little bit trying to do something like that. But having written so much and being used to that and the fact that yeah. I also was an English minor, um, you know, it, it comes sense. sort of naturally to me. So, uh, yeah, I think it'll help prepare us for all that in college, really. So, yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit. But I want to yeah. start with um, connecting in middle school, and I guess the the biggest thing that I remember from that is uh, the start of the cross country days. So this would have been the fall of 2010, mm-hmm. and uh, you know oh, I remember so long ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy how that's. Uh, that's as old of a memory now as like us being born would have been then. You know, like we were eleven. It, we were eleven. We were eleven when that started. We're twenty-two oh. now. That's isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember 
in like back when Tullocks was still at the Faith City campus, you know, really enjoying the mile runs and the mm-hmm. half mile runs that Mr. Shaw would have us do in, yeah. in PE. So that's yeah. kind of how I fell into love with running. Um, you know, I knew I knew a couple of our classmates were going to come out and, and join the team, but uh, yeah. I was a little surprised to see you there as well. And that turned out to be a tremendous blessing to have somebody who was about my pace uh to run with yeah for a while um i'm not a natural runner at all let's just yeah. make that clear i'm not built for running you're built for running you're tall you're lanky <laughs> i'm short and wide <laughs> yeah not well, built for running yeah so i will tell me uh how you how you got started with the team and um what made you decide to come out despite not having any sort of experience in running i honestly don't remember what made me want to other than the fact that i I knew I wanted to do some sort of sport or athletic thing just so I could get into it. And, you know, I probably wanted to make more friends at the time, too. And my sister and my brother had done, my older sister and my older brother had done uh, sports, too. So that just probably made me want to, oh, look, cross country. I could go and try that out, I guess, and stuck with it. So, Do you remember the race at Redeemer? In sixth grade? I think I, we were in the very back, weren't we? Yeah, well, yeah. I remember I, I talked to you like the, the day before or something, and I said, like, hey, you know, this is a this is a brand new course. It's it's going to be a huge race. It's going to be tough. You know, do you want to try to... Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was hot. Um, do you want to try to do this race together? Yeah. And uh, I, I guess I, I kind of owe you an apology because I remember we got to like the three-mile mark, <laughs> and... We hadn't talked about this much beforehand, but in my mind, I was thinking, okay, once we get to you know the final stretch, there it's every man for himself. So I kind of took yeah. off a little bit. I don't remember the end of the race. I guess that's how tired I was. I remember the middle of the race, and I remember how hot it was because there was like very little shade on that course. Um, it was a lot of field. I think it was a lot of fields, wasn't it? A lot of open fields. That sounds right. Yeah, I think you you, you certainly finished on an open area without yeah any shade. So, and I mean. Everyone starts somewhere. If I started way, way back, yeah. Well, I was right there with you. Um, yeah, I remember when my time started with a three. And, yeah. uh, those the days four were, even. Yeah. So. Well, I just did a. You know, DVCS just had their back to school five k, and like I've been, I've been enjoying my retirement. Um, you know, I haven't run. Amen. Regularly since um, November because I graduated a semester early. Mm-hmm. So that was probably the first time I've run more than. A quarter mile in nine months so you know I, I hadn't lost so much of the speed I just I'd lost a lot of the endurance and mm. uh, the ease of which I was able to keep it up like I could have I could have run probably a couple minutes faster if my life depended on it or if the race actually meant something but I realized very quickly that I was not in peak shape at all so I just backed off and decided to take it easy and I'm still running yeah. I, I think it was like you know my time was in the low 28s which you know by the standards of what I was running in college would be awful, but you know, just for a casual that would have back been to school my, race that isn't even chip timed. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. fun to be back out there, and uh, I, I just got a new pair of running shoes. I've got them on right now, actually. Oh, nice. So they I'm uh, trying to get back into it a little bit. Um, yeah, but yeah. So I guess uh, later that year in sixth grade, you came out for basketball as well. <laughs> What do you, I was, uh, what I was do you not a good basketball player. Yeah, well, I, I, I got to be honest, I wasn't really either. But yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, you, you and uh, coming out for uh, sports that you had very little 
background in. Um, what made yeah. you want to try that one? My brother had done it, and so I'm like, oh, my brother did it. I could do it. Do <laughs> you remember anything from your time there? I guess you, you, you took seventh grade off I and then came back for a couple of... years. Um, yeah, I was there eighth grade. I don't think I did it any time in high school. I thought you were ninth grade, too. Possibly. I just I remember yeah. stinking really bad at those free throws, like... Yeah, having to go to the uh, the cafeteria and do free throws myself because I just couldn't get it. Seems so easy, right? You know, there's it nobody guarding so you. All you got to do is put it in the hoop, and yet there are NBA even, players that can't do it 50% of the time. Even in college, I remember meeting up some friends on like a Saturday morning, going to the gym, and they would play basketball, and I'm like, I can't, I can't relive basketball again. And I would try and. And I'm just like, okay, I can do, like, racquetball, I can do punching bag, I can do any of that kind of stuff, but, uh, basketball was a, I quickly learned that it was a no-go. <laughs> yeah, well, no I, yeah, let's get back into cross-country, since, uh, yeah. no, that's where we have, uh, more memories shared together. Yeah. Um, so, Mr. Ripon was actually our coach in sixth grade. A sixth grade coach, yeah. Yeah, and then... I, I somehow seem to have this, you know, it's weird the the things that stand out to you that you remember. You know, I feel like we raced more teams, like in more courses that sixth grade year. And then, you know, in seventh grade, it was kind of more just the, the base MIL teams a little bit. Um, yeah. Because I don't think we ever went back to Redeemer after no, that, right? No, so. we didn't. We did. Because seventh grade onward is like, it was Tome, West Nottingham, Tri-State. Yeah. I guess yeah, that's the thing. ECA had become tri-state yeah. in that yeah. off season, if you will. Um, he coached Silver for a couple of years. Um, yeah, I guess seventh grade and eighth grade, and then Coach Shirley joined him in eighth grade, and then took it over himself uh, the next year. All of um, our high school, yeah, yeah. Even going into Red Line. Yeah, well, that was that was something that I thought was very fortunate that we were able to yeah. have him throughout our entire experience um and our high school careers and you know he's still working with dvcs to this day which is yeah pretty cool so yeah even you know i remember he had a couple of surgeries um to where he can't run long distance as much anymore but he's even being able to bike with bike with everyone and kind of seeing how they're running and i don't know if uh is coach burns helping out with that at all or? i don't I don't think so. Okay. I should reach out to him. I haven't heard, I haven't from, heard him from him. In you a remember while. he came to our graduation? Yes, yeah. I do. Which was oh, very kind yeah. of him. That was very cool. Yeah. That he showed up. To I love Coach Burns. He was he was great. Yeah, too good at running. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He even gave me a run for my money a little bit. Oh there. yeah, he, I think he gave all of us. I mean, yeah. everything he did looked like he ran with ease. Yeah, I mean, he he could get down into the low twenties, even maybe in the nineteen range on his best day. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. So that those were. I mean, those were good times. All those coaches were absolutely great, and it's it's just nice that we had people available to coach, even when you know the early years with Mister Upon. Like having Mister Upon there, I think was a was just really good to have him, uh, especially in the times when you need a coach. Yeah. And that he was able to balance that with with teaching. teaching yeah, because yeah. that's not easy either. He's grading papers and. Yeah, imagine it must have been a lot. Yeah, well, I guess, I mean, are there 
I know I certainly have my memories that stand out. Are there any races that you remember that uh, like were some of your better performances or anything? I one or some of the races that I remember is people hating our course sophomore year when we were out at William Penn. I guess yeah, we because we rented the the Iron Hill course. Yeah, through freshman year, and then we moved it. You know, it was it was always the inconvenience of having to drive. It wasn't a there. home meet; it was an away meet with responsibility of setting up everything and running the event. Yeah. So it and was, and I gotta admit, you know, myself, you know, it was nice to have it be a true home. Yeah. Meet and it just know, all stunk to, as a course because yeah. there was absolutely no shade. Yeah. Well, it, it was nice that a uh, colonial. Let um, us use lifted it. their stance yeah. a little bit because I know, like when we first got there, we inquired about using the fields, and they said, "You know, we're never going to let you set foot on this facility." And yeah, then uh, they got a new—I I don't know if it was a new principal or a new superintendent or what—but they definitely softened their stance there, yeah, a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was kind of—I don't know. There's something about the the repetition of having to do essentially a four-lap race that it wasn't as fun for. Uh, the runners, I guess the spectators, it was it was nice because you got to see most most of the race, whereas Iron Hill, you know, yeah. we do a lap and then run into the woods and then we come back we come out, back. you see us finish. So And it's also, in, in a lot of ways, tougher in terms of the terrain and uphill, downhill aspect of it and completely busting my knee on that, <laughs> on that course one time too. Was that the Iron Hill course? That was Iron Hill, yeah. yeah. I tripped on a root and landed on a sharp that rock. Was, on my that was that was multiple courses, wasn't it? <laughs> it was like seventh grade to tenth grade or eleventh grade. I mean, it was it was just a bunch of different races. I feel like we got a picture of you somewhere, like either at Tome or West Nottingham, coming in with blood pouring down your knee or something. I'm not surprised. There's yeah. there's so there are so many times when we would be running in the woods. It it. Wouldn't even have to be heavy woods. It could be like West Nottingham or Tome, and there would be some sort of rock or root just there, and it was calling my name. <laughs> and my foot would, of course, get into it, and then my knees—I would fall down and pick myself back up and keep running. And you get used to the pain after a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember. I guess the the year that stands out to me most is probably uh, junior year, um, which ultimately. You know, we could get into everything that happened with our school um, senior year and beyond yeah. after we left, but uh, or graduated, I guess. But what was ultimately the last year as the Tall Oaks Titans, you know, we had a really strong team. We beat Tome that year, didn't we? We beat them in the regular season. In the regular season. Um, yeah, I remember, yeah, that was that was tough at the, at the championship because they, they got us back. But I remember, yeah. like, I think Cody was there their top runner and he like his something was up with his hamstring um yeah. but he was still he was still able to run with it you know he was just he wasn't quite as fast as how he could usually run hmm. but i feel like i needed to beat somebody you needed to beat somebody calvin needed to beat somebody and like it went tome us tome us in that it, order and and a lot of races ended that way i yeah. i really remember uh west nottingham i think were we racing west nottingham on our home course I think we was that the time we swept the top five. We swept the top five. Actually, yeah. we swept, I think we swept the top six. Well, who would it have been? It would have been um, you, Marshall. me, Calvin, Weston. 
I I got yeah I got in front of Weston. I I think I secured the fifth place spot. Okay, because Josh uh, would have Josh Dietrich and, and maybe David. Because I know Weston was playing soccer, and I forget when when he ended up being able to come out. But Josh, you come me. Well, Weston's three years behind us, so that would have been that would have had to have been junior year because he wouldn't have been running yeah. varsity as an eighth, as a seventh grader. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, we... I remember a lot of great races uh, against West Nottingham. They had this, they had this runner named Max, uh, mm-hmm. our junior year. That I, mm-hmm. I remember swapping the lead back and forth with him at our home course. Yeah, he was like the opposite of me. Like he, he ran cross country, but he was really a basketball player. Because um, I remember seeing him later in the year mm-hmm. doing basketball. Except he was, he was even a much better cross country runner than I was a basketball player. But yeah, lots of, uh, lots of great memories from those days and uh and even our mile i mean doing the miles and yeah i think that that was my fastest mile i'd ever swept was that season was like a 530 or something like that are you talking about in practice in practice yeah Yeah. my which i have not ever ever accomplished that since yeah well i remember i kind of peaked junior year and then senior year you surpassed me yeah, I, I it was. Took you, it took you seven years to do it, but you finally got me <laughs> at the end there. I don't. I don't know what was in me that that season. I guess something had hit me, or I had lost a bunch of weight previously that just allowed me to to kind of get a little faster and pick up my pace. Maybe I was more driven for it. It was a good season. Yeah, you probably trained more that summer too. I guess. Um, yeah, I, I just remember I picked up some running and stuff like that yeah. too. So I remember just being like, "Where did this come from?" You know, I was. I've always been able to at least hang with you, if not run a little bit faster. And uh, then here you come, senior year, uh, <laughs> stealing all the glory. Um, I, rem- I remember when you when you finally won a race. Yeah, uh, I think Josh, that was... Dietrich, Josh, Dietrich, Josh Dietrich was sick. Yes. It was at Lums Pond, right? Yeah, it was. I think that might have actually been our only dual meet of a year. Um, yeah. I think we had a we yeah. had a tribe meet later that season against a couple schools, but. We're running as Red Lion now because our athletics have merged, and yeah. like I said, that's that's a whole story that's probably better off uh, for another time. But um, yeah, well, actually, Lums Pond is where I proposed to my now wife, which is oh really uh, kind of funny. Yeah, by that lake over there. But yeah, I mean, we, we junior yeah. year and senior year were honestly as much as I'm like oh, running, uh, they were like extremely fun. We several awesome great friends i mean everyone we got along with on the team senior year we were uh you were captain and i was uh alternate captain alternate captain yeah and so I mean, we were essentially co-captains i think yeah yeah well I, I remember uh like you said josh was josh was sick that day so it was an opportunity for one of us if we could beat their fastest runner but that's still my one of my favorite photos of all time is after the race we I still remember the kid's name. I think it was Logan. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember Got together, that. and we had, like, our mini podium celebration. We got you in the middle and yeah. uh, celebrating with you. Um, I remember our, our posters. At the time, I was drinking out of a giant water bottle. Yeah. That would have been senior night, I guess, right? Yeah, it was our senior race, yeah. senior night, because it was, it was kind of like a home race. Um, I remember how, all the uh, the posts that we had, and Aaron had made some sort of joke about my water bottle, which was funny yeah. um don't even know where that water bottle is now it might have broken to be honest yeah. i think they i forget exactly what my poster said but uh 
I think they Trump was running for president at the time. Yeah, which is, it's kind of a looking back. I don't know how I feel about <laughs> my, my senior cross country poster had a the, the Trump theme incorporated into it. But uh, yeah. I think I think it said like make cross country great again or something. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know if it had did it have a Titan on it or something like that. Or uh, was it American flag something? It's it's yeah. got to be like some photo on the internet or something. Yeah. Well, I've, I've seen it because I think, uh, you know, after after Jay passed, we we got some photos together and he was at that race. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I'm done thinking about politics. It's just every 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 day you turn on the news and it's something new that's uh my my thought going on the world's on fire. So my thought when I when I rang your doorbell, um, waiting. My thought was, so how's it living in Biden land? Because you're, yeah. you're in the city just south of where Joe Biden lives. Yeah. And... You know, like, bare minimum, like, you know, regardless of what you think of the man's politics, like, you know, it is it is nice now that at least everybody knows what Delaware is, you know, now that the president is from. But I, I just kind of wish he was from Sussex County or something because, But nobody's you know, from Sussex County. Well, that's, that's true. Thing. But... You know, they, they call it Joe Jams now. I don't know if you've heard that term. No, but I haven't. Actually, oh, yeah, yeah, I have. Because yeah. he, he... Well, where I work, and... you know, I, I work in Greenville now, mm-hmm. which is like five minutes from his house. Mm-hmm. So, you know, especially early on in his term. Because um, nobody, nobody can be around the president when, like, there yeah. can be no air traffic near him. And yeah, he's got like the, the Secret Service and his motorcade coming home on our local roads and backing everything up, like... Was it like every other week or something? Yeah. Like that? Well, like even even the Democrats here were getting annoyed with how how often I he was would because going but... home, like going home and going to work, like I don't want to deal with that. I'm yeah. glad I don't have to drive through <laughs> drive through Delaware whenever that happens to get to get to work and and back home. So yeah, yeah. I want to I want to bring it back because I don't. Wanna yeah. Get, that's a tangent. I don't want to get too far off on. Um, we Trump was on, on my tangents. poster. I guess that's how that's how we got on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd rather not relive the election. It's, it was all just uh, neither the 2016 nor the 2020 election. Yeah, Those were both no. painful, and I don't even want to think about 24. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess we uh, we wrap up that season, and then did you continue running at all after that? I mean, you you were certainly at that point in your. I mean, you'd never been faster in your life uh, with all that training throughout the season. Um, did I, you keep up with it at all? I did. A little bit. When it gets to winter time, it's like it's tough to run yeah. outside, and you've got all the uh, all the snow and ice we can get even just over a night. So I, I maybe in the spring and going up to the summer. I remember going off into college. I I got more into weightlifting. I had a couple of roommates that were into lifting weights. So yeah, well, Liberty's yeah. D one, right? Yep. So yeah, I mean I, Gordon being D three, it was a much more you know the the whole point of D three is academics are the priority, and you know it's a smaller school, but you know trying to sorry well, academics are the priority, and I'm like mm, that's not I mean it's supposed to be the priority, ideally the priority. Um, it's uh, we didn't really have any, I don't know, we didn't have very many problems with that with my teams at Gordon, but I know some places do, but yeah. Um, well, yeah. I guess I guess before we get into college stuff, do you remember? Uh, I guess sophomore year. Um, Mr. Finch came over. He was a principal for one year, and we we tried to start a track team. Track and field. Oh, yeah. so, I still have that shirt. That was like one of my favorite wintertime training I might shirts have of that the college. Shirt. I I know I definitely have like the ribbons I got from that year. Yeah. Well, um, like I'm I'm genuinely 
curious because I don't even... I mean, you're going to be telling me these stories for the first time in a while because I was somebody who was only like, I want to do what I'm familiar with, and mm-hmm. that's run. Um, like, just trying to... Because, I mean, Coach Burns saw that I had some raw speed by, like, by high school standards. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I did a couple 100s and 200s, and, like, that to me was enough of a shock to my system, you know, let alone trying to jump or throw or do any of that. Yeah. Um, but you, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you ventured out into the field events the throwing, a little bit. The um, discus and shot put. And there are times I was watching, sadly I couldn't watch any of the Olympics just based on what was available to me at the time. So I really wanted to watch the men's decathlon at the Tokyo Olympics. Uh, but I was watching the Doha 2019 uh, men's decathlon and I when I was watching that I'm like oh, maybe I should have gone maybe I should have like tried track and field in college because like I I remember it and I remember some of the forms and I absolutely loved it it was uh, such a fun time to me yeah and I'm built a little bit more like a thrower with the shorter a little bit stockier type of uh, build so yeah I mean it's just amazing to me like watching professional um, decathlon athletes do what they do just because you know there's such a wide range of um skills needed to win that event yeah because um, you know you look at a 100 meter runner versus a 1500 meter runner versus a a thrower and you know you can just tell by their physical appearance you know what their mm. specialty is um because their their bodies are tailor-made for those events yeah Whereas, you know you get into decathlon you have to be world-class level at Everything. All of them. Yeah, all 10 events. And it's... It, not any one of them is any of the... Like, they're not a master at any of one event. They can be especially good in certain events, like especially good at throwing or especially good at the 100 meter, but none of them are... Like, Usain Bolt doesn't do decathlons for the sole reason he's a master at sprinting, oh. but he's probably not any good at um, throwing a shot put or a discus. Well, he might be better than the average human being, but he's not going to be—he's not going to win an Olympic gold medal. No, um, no. You know, he—I feel like I read somewhere that like he's never run a mile, like ever in his training. I—I I can know, believe it. Because yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Gotta, fast twitch versus slow twitch muscles. Yeah. I mean, it's all in the science, really. The different—he's using different muscles than—I mean, some of the same muscles, of course, but different muscles in other ways than a thrower. Well, I just—I I know that you know Bolt was. Bolt would do the the hundred meter and two hundred meter double. Um, you know, I, I feel like the the two hundred and the four hundred double is even a little bit tougher because I think, just scientifically speaking, the human body can only all out sprint for like two hundred fifty three hundred meters. Yeah. Um, you know, if they could if they could sprint for four hundred meters, the world record would be down in the thirty nine forty second range, but it's not. It's it's forty three something. Um, so and that's guess, that's going all out too. It's, yeah. The limits of the human body are kind of crazy in what they're able to do and how much attention can, especially in a decathlete, how much attention can one person put into a specific event. Yeah, but it, it's crazy when it gets up to that high of an elite level, you know, just how yeah. how different those events are, you know, mm-hmm. even though they're they're technically in the same sport. Yeah. So anyway, going back to track and field, I, I'm, I love track and field. It, I remember uh, doing a lot of the throwing events with, uh, I think, with David Walzak. I think David did some throwing. Did he yeah, do some throwing? Right. And Grace Bauman and I, we, we were the three kind of high school throwers, and that was kind of 
That was a lot of fun. I remember they we trained with a twelve pound shot, but I believe, but they in the actual throwing competitions they gave us a smaller one, which was weird. I guess it's better that than the opposite to train with a smaller one and then be surprised with an even bigger one or heavier one. Yeah, except yeah. other than uh, anticipating your your form. Well, that's true. I mean, I, I never I never threw anything, mm-hmm. um, so not even in college. Uh, David actually. We we talked a little a little bit about this when he was on back when I was doing this in the the Scott Radio days. Yeah. But he came out his sophomore year, my freshman year. He he had run cross country his freshman year at Gordon, and then ventured into rowing a little bit actually. And then he came back to do track as a thrower. Um, okay. And trained a little bit. I think he he got mono uh, at some point that season. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't even know, but he got to compete in a single meet. But he he trained with us for for yeah. most of the year. So that was. Cool to be teammates with him again. Um, yeah. yeah. Did you win any ribbons or medals, you were saying? I, I had a few ribbons. I want to say the best one I got was like a second place ribbon, but I don't even know what it was. And the ribbons weren't very specific on what they sell on it. Yeah. Uh, and then I got the coach's award at the end of the year for the season. That's right. Um, but yeah. Did you run at all during track? I did a, I did a one mile. And I think that sounds I, right. I think I did a 200 as well. I feel like we raced each other at some point. We probably uh, did. You crushed me. I remember that. Well, I mean, I don't know. It still wasn't something that I was used to. Um, I guess the, yeah. the 800 to 1600 felt felt pretty good. Yeah. Um, that was more my thing. Yeah. And I remember doing a 200 and there were only like, because they did it in heats. And in my heat, there were only like three people. <laughs> I remember smoking the rest of it in my heat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I could never, I thought about what what I want to try to venture into throwing just to see what it's like, and I I talked to Edison, our coach, about it mm-hmm. a little bit, but you know at the same time I I thought to myself like you know it it might be cool if Eddie could show me how you do it, mm-hmm. um, but you know I don't want to go out there and just compete in an event to be able to have that on my record and say I did it. You know if I if I'm going to yeah. do it, I want to be able to do it well and uh, contribute to the team and to be mm-hmm. able to get to that point. You know. You've got to train for it multiple times a week, and when you start doing that, you're losing a little bit of your training on the running. So, yeah, you know, there are some there are some athletes who can do both, and that's great. You know, it's it's really impressive. But yeah, I was definitely a runner. Of course, I, I never did the two mile and track and field, and I was more of a thrower in terms of that. I remember doing some training with the runners, but when it came to form, I mean, especially on a professional level, like they train form and weights like all all the time as throwers and again if you're training weights you're most likely going to suffer in your running aspect because you're getting bigger as a as a result i remember doing a lot a lot more of the training of the throwing and enjoying really just enjoying that and getting to toss the uh or get the discus out as far as i could it was fun yeah well we, we talked about college a little bit let's get mm-hmm. back into that um so we graduate in 17 and then you're off to Liberty, which I think you were kind of always on that path. You know, yeah. you went through the application process, but I think f- mm-hmm. from what I remember, at least you had talked about wanting to go there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I was kind of the opposite with Gordon. It wasn't until very late that I found that. Um, but, you know, I, I haven't really gotten a chance to sit down with you like this and, and talk in a while. Um, mm-hmm. So kind of catch me up a little bit, you know, what was your college experience like? Uh, tell me what you studied, what your major was. And yeah, I, mean, so, I know you were into music and ministry and everything, mm-hmm. but um, what was your Liberty experience like? 
Yeah. Um, well, my Liberty experience was four years of hard work <laughs> and a lot of a lot of practicing music. I mean, I know music is different than a lot of other um, studies at any school. My freshman year, I, second semester, I also went into ROTC. Starting in the fall, and I, I think October of 2017, I was working to go into the National Guard, and I was supposed to ship out in May. And so I'm like, well, if this spirals into a career, I can uh, become an officer. So I started doing ROTC. And then, you know, ship out date happens, and I had two seizures. So that immediately kicked me out of the... Uh... <laughs> yeah. That's right. I completely forgot about that. I remember yeah. you messaging us. Um yeah. yeah, I mean, my roommate Shane was in ROTC, you know, his time in college, so I, I certainly know how demanding that is. Yeah, um, and I enjoyed ROTC. I made some really good friends along the way. I've met some really awesome people, a couple of my friends from there, a couple of people in my squad in ROTC that are married now, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so even if I could only have done one semester, still really enjoyed it. Did you ever figure out what triggered those seizures at all? No, I. My thought is it was probably just a crazy amount of stress because I was waking up early every morning to go to the gym and work out. Um, and then even on the days where I woke up early, even in the evening, I would go back to the gym and work out. And then also, staying up real late, being an idiot, playing video games with some other guys, playing Super Smash Bros. Oh, that's just college, though. Oh uh, yeah, Greninja is my main. Yeah. If anyone is wondering. <laughs> I don't even know what that means because I don't play those games. But oh. you ever play Pokemon, right? Yeah, Greninja is a Pokemon. Ninja. Yes. Okay. And he's All right. he's in Super Smash Bros. Anyway. All right. But that combined with the little sleep and just the crazy amount of exercise that I was doing, I I probably and then a little bit of stress toward going to uh, basic training and probably just overstressed myself, gave myself. Two seizures, because when you have one, you're more likely to have another. But you've been fine since then, right? Uh, I had one a year later, 13 months later, and since then, I haven't had any, so... Yeah, I mean, is there some sort of recovery process to go beyond that? Because I imagine, like you said, once you have one, you know, the risk yeah. uh, increases of another. So, of course, there are driving restrictions, depending on the state, so I couldn't drive for six months. I just I keep up with a with the epileptologist. I've been fine. I just take medication and haven't had a problem since. Nope, that's good. <laughs> no, so I'm I'm completely fine well, for the most part. Fine. Every once in a while, I get a little scared, like oh, I'm not feeling too good. Maybe I should lie down or something like that, just in case. But yeah. it's not like living in certain other uh, with certain other disabilities. So I wouldn't even call it a disability at, at a certain point. Well, I know your family is is very heavily involved in both music and ministry, yep. you know, is that something that helped influence your desire to, to follow down that path as well? Definitely. I remember um, my my parents, well, my parents met in marching band in high school. So, like, they definitely had a musical influence. And then my father majored in music education um, in college. And then he moved on and became a pastor, became a worship pastor. And I remember even third grade, I was in band that my dad was teaching at Newcastle Christian, which is really nice. I learned to play the baritone. That was kind of my beginnings of learning to read music. And my mom taught the children's choir at church. And that just kind of spiraled into, especially um, 
middle school and going into high school with ensemble and singing in the ensemble and then I learned to play guitar and piano and I got into singing a lot so it's just it just kind of spiraled into that yeah, I remember the ensemble days oh yeah uh, yeah I kind of got fun. I did you know that because that was an elective I did uh computer programming my freshman year and then that was before Ensemble was open to guys, though. Yeah. Well, uh, sophomore year, it was when they opened it up because there was enough interest at that point. Yeah. Um, and so you did it, and then I think Miss Lord actually recruited me, um, got me out of... I still, like, did computer programming as my... Mm. At that point, I was still a bass. But... Now I consider myself a tenor, which is sad, but... Yeah. Also not sad, because now I've been told I'm a bass sometimes, and I'm like, I'm, not, I'm more of a baritone. Yeah, when you get get down to it, I think that I think that's probably me too. Um, you know, I I haven't I haven't been involved with singing like that um, since I graduated. So you know, yeah, I probably <laughs> lost a little bit of the range and probably not quite as as good as I was in high school. Um, just because I haven't been doing it regularly mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, I mean, I weekly vocal lessons. I was in choir all four years of college. I um, my last two years of college, I was in an acapella group. A traveling acapella group so I was singing so often that sometimes it was tough for me to get through like certain weeks because my voice was just exhausted and my last two years I was serving at a church too so I was singing on their vocal team I was singing in their choir and it became a lot <laughs> vocally for me yeah so what kind of classes did you take so like I said I took a, a bunch of vocal lessons Took three semesters of music theory and three semesters of musicianship, group piano classes, ministry classes. Uh, I got to learn about church history, which, I mean, we learned some of that in high school, but especially on the music front, I took a songwriting class, uh, audio production class. So a lot of music center classes, I think I had to take one semester of English, which I just got rid of freshman year. I'm just like, getting out of the way was that part of the core that yeah everybody has to general studies or gen eds and i took one semester of math i absolutely hated that class the teacher was not the best i'm not gonna reveal the teacher but if you're at liberty just take math online yeah did you uh did you do karen credits i didn't you didn't i didn't i was very fortunate to have those uh because i didn't have to take a math class but i regret my my mother didn't want to do Greek for me, uh, mm-hmm. just because of what our Greek experience was like with uh, yeah it wasn't the yeah. best Greek I mean, experience it was it was like no it was nobody's fault it just you know the the teacher we hired Dr Haynes was Canadian and he couldn't get a work visa or something yeah. so he was skyping into our class for the first half of the year and then yeah like, it was no a, it was no one person's fault it was yeah. just unfortunate circumstances yeah. all around well and it made very it yeah it was actually ironically kind of a preview i guess of what everybody's been faced with the last year and a half or so um yeah but you know as, as everybody knows by now it makes things more difficult and it's it's hard it's much much harder to do as much with that um and and, and cover as much curriculum so my family just just didn't feel comfortable taking that um and using it for my transcript so mm. i had to take a year's worth of a foreign language which every gordon student has to do and i just chose spanish because i had a little bit of spanish <laughs> knowledge from high school and spanish 101 was okay spanish 102 was a disaster and i'm actually 
I'm, I, I, yeah, I don't even. You wanna, made it. You made I'm, it. I made it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's all that matters. Yeah, thinking back to some of the assignment, like there was going to be, I think, like an an interview or conversation that lasted ten or twelve minutes, and I just mm. my Spanish would have been so broken, you know. Like we we changed things up when we went online when COVID hit, and uh, uh, yeah. You know, I, I feel bad saying this, but I didn't have to do as much. That was actually kind of a relief a little bit. But um, yeah. we yeah. never had to. At Liberty, I didn't. I don't know about other majors, but I know for my major, music and worship, we didn't have to do a foreign language. Now, recently, I've been getting into learning foreign languages, so I use Duolingo, and this is not sponsored, by the way, by Duolingo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I use Duolingo. I've been learning French, and, well, part of that was because we were supposed to be honeymooning in, in France, but COVID. Yeah. So I've been, I, I enjoy doing stuff when I'm not told that I have to do it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, I get it. It's a liberal arts, liberal arts college. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I was at college to get my com arts and mm-hmm. English classes and get that degree. You know, I wasn't there to study a foreign language or, uh, you know, take historical perspectives, which is, I mean, I totally respect the class. It's just yeah. not what I was there for. So it, it was kind of like busy work to me. Yeah. Um, you know, I, and I, I don't know if it's the same way at Liberty, but I felt like, you know, a lot of Gordon students felt like, you know, the core classes were the ones that gave you the most busy work and the most yeah. homework and they had some time the, consuming They had some activities. of the worst ones. They, like they had this class freshman year called Unit 101. Where you had to go around the university and like take pictures and like figure out how the library worked. As a music student, I I never really worked in the library. I maybe sat in there and did homework, but I never used the books. I never used their system because all the research I did, I was online. I used the, the databases that they gave us. So, or they had like a research 201 class that I didn't even care about. They had some of the worst classes for gen eds that sometimes I wish I'm like, if I could just be an online student and not have to do these stupid classes, but but how big is? I mean, I know Liberty's, you know, the online program is, you know, massive. Yeah. Um, everybody talks about how big the on-campus population with with undergrads is, but then you factor in the online students, and it it just balloons it, it hits about a hundred thousand if you include online. It's about fifteen. I want to say fifteen thousand on. Uh, okay. On is campus. it down a little bit? Because I thought it was closer to twenty. I mean, the population of Liberty, it, it like fluctuates and goes back because you get, especially in the fall semester, you get a whole ton of new students who come in as freshmen and then a lot of them drop out. I remember even um, like my, like the music majors, we had a huge dropout in my class because so many people were like, well, I don't want to deal with musicianship or music theory. You either struggle with one or the other, by the way. I don't want to struggle with music theory or musicianship so i'm just gonna go interdisciplinary and take music classes but do a bunch of other stuff well i remember one of the one of the appealing things about gordon and about several other schools i looked at was because you know i'd grown up in a small private christian Mm -hmm. high school um in k-12 school um you know i felt like it would have been a shock to my system kind of if i'd gone to a bigger Mm -hmm. campus with you know Ten, couple tens of thousands of students and uh or like a state school or things like that so i wanted a similar environment to what i was used to yeah you know whereas liberty <laughs> you know a lot of a lot of these smaller christian universities and, and colleges uh you know only have anywhere from 
1,500 to 2,500, 3,000 mm-hmm. students, you know, you're on a much bigger campus. So what's, you know, having grown up in the same school but and same environment I was in, you know, what, what did that feel like? It, it was certainly a shock at, um, at the beginning. When I started getting into my classes, and especially with where I, li- I lived on East Campus, so they were like apartment, kind of like apartment places. We had about seven guys in an apartment. I started making a bunch more friends, which was nice. At first, it's like, okay, what do I do? I'm here for freshman orientation. My roommate's kind of weird, um, which is kind of what everyone thinks when they first meet their roommate. So what do I do? I, and of course, we graduated with Sophia, and so she was on campus, so we hung out a little bit. But when I started making a lot more friends, it just it definitely grew easier to tolerate being on campus and spending time with friends. And, and then I met some other guys, and you go around, make some friends. You get these people who have like a million friends, and I don't understand them because you're barely hanging out with each and every one of them. I'm just like, I'll have my core group of friends, and we can hang out, do stuff, spend some 2 a.m. nights in the practice rooms, and... Once that hit, it was, it honestly felt closer to home. As in, I wasn't, I wasn't stressing about how many people there were. I was just like, yeah, these are the guys that I can talk to, and left it at that. Is it true that the campus is so big that you know sometimes you like have to take a shuttle or get a ride over to another building to get to class? If you're lazy, yes. Yeah. I um, I was definitely a, one of the walkers on campus. I spent a lot of time walking, which was nice because I could get fresh air and a little bit of natural exercise and it's definitely a hilly place they started putting bird scooters i don't know if you're familiar with bird scooters i think i've heard of a term i know in certain cities they have bird scooters that they rent out and yeah. you can sort of use an app on your phone to rent it out so they had bird scooters on campus but i was definitely one of those people that just that walked around again most of my classes were in the music building i spent a couple in the main general studies building but the music building was right next to both that and the dining hall so it wasn't bad at all for me. Sure. It was about a 10 to 15 minute walk every morning. Yeah, so, uh, you know, obviously COVID has been very disruptive since, you know, that whole thing came on um, last March. What was the Liberty experience like? How did they respond to that? And, you know, what, what ended up happening to the end of your junior year? Yeah, um, come March, I mean, they basically shut everything down. They had limited... I mean, there were, people could decide to stay on campus. Of course, most people, if they can go home, they're going to go home. So campus got very empty very quickly. I ended up I ended up staying on campus for a little while, for about a month. We closed in March. I stayed until April, and I was working on campus at a fast food place just to make a little extra money because I needed it. Uh, but we ended. I ended up going home and uh, finishing out online. It was nice. I miss the campus atmosphere because having a lot of friends there and having, I mean, just being able to spend time, it was fun. But when campus got quiet, it was also really nice because <laughs> you didn't have any of the idiots on campus you can normally get. Yeah. I don't know how Gordon is with uh, the amount of not smart people on campus. But... I, well, you know, I just couldn't believe, like, it would be after midnight and it was November in Massachusetts, mind you. Yeah. and. You know, because I, I remember thinking in September, October, you know, you, you could hear people partying outside. And I remember just thinking, okay, you know, a couple more weeks, it's going to be cold enough. All this is going to be happening indoors. And and they're still, they're out there making noise. And, like, I'm trying to fall asleep to get so ready you for 6 a.m. practice. You weren't and, a, oh, no, because you, you were sports. You weren't a party animal in college. No, and, I mean, I couldn't, yeah, like like you said, even if I wanted to, you know, yeah. you 
you gotta watch what you're eating to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, and oh, you can't I have, stay man. up super late. You know, you gotta be taking care of your body. So, but that's just not who I am in general. Yeah. So, I mean, I had the same roommate sophomore and junior year, and between sophomore and junior, year, he was able to become a walk on for our football team. And I remember he had so many opportunities to go to party parties, but as soon as they like broke out the weed, like he was out of there because you can get kicked out of sports sure. teams. Yeah. For that, so and I remember he was very adamant about going to bed early, and he's still on the football team. He's a, a grad student now okay. in law, and he's got a couple more years. I think next year he's looking to play more, more and more often. So he's uh, offensive lineman. He's got a couple more years of eligibility. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. he's an offensive lineman on there. He's a big guy. Yeah. Well, then, so what was it like going back for senior year? Because I remember. You know, we were very fortunate. Things seems, I mean, obviously everybody is distanced and masked and taking precautions, which is good. But, yeah. you know, every everything else about it, you know, you're living on campus, you're eating at the dining hall um, or, or getting stuff to go at the very least. You know, it, it felt like a normal year mm-hmm. uh, in, in many ways. Yeah, I mean, the first couple months, you just, you, you get a ton of people who just got COVID. Um, one of my buddies was the RA of where they had the kind of COVID people living just so that they could have some sort of order. And then we, we had a ton of people getting COVID. But after those first couple of months, it pretty much settled down. I was still working at a fast food place. Yeah. Did your cases drop as the yeah. semester went on? Okay. They did. Yeah. I don't know, but I... I mean, we're, we're obviously a much smaller school, but uh, I don't know if anybody I knew uh, tested positive throughout the year. Um Oh really? We had, yeah, I mean, I mean we had well, we were we were very lucky because everybody had to have a negative test within you know three days oh. um, before we arrived, and then after a week they retested everybody, and we had I think it was eleven hundred eighty eight students on campus because oh. a, a lot of people still opted to you know you had the option do to come online. back or do online. Um, yeah, so our numbers were down a little bit because we had a couple hundred stay online, but mm-hmm. um, like eleven hundred. 88, I think it was, students tested, and three were positive. Huh. Uh, and they were immediately isolated and recovered. And then, you know, we really went, you know, two, two and a half months without having a lot of problems. And then the weekend before, the last week before Thanksgiving break, I think uh, we had some positive cases. And then the next day we had some more. And then they decided they were going to send everybody home if they wanted to a couple of days early. Um, for Thanksgiving break, but other than that, yeah. that was really the only uh, disruption that we had. So it was it was very lucky for that. Yeah, sorry, I was checking my Liberty email because we, I remember we had we would get so many cam- so many um, things on campus that the uh, the head of the campus police department would send out like six or seven emails saying you got multiple people getting COVID a day. I mean, there's six or seven emails a day. So I was checking to see have I gotten any of those emails today. I mean, people meme about it now because it just, it got to to be too much. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, to be in a private college, you know, you have some liberties, uh, no pun intended, (laughs) and uh, freedom. We, I mean, we, we caught a lot of flack for a lot of different things. Well, was Virginia, I mean, I'm I'm trying to think back to, you know, how each, the states obviously with each governor responded differently. Um. You know, what, what was what was it like? Not think, not not just thinking of liberty, but you know, Virginia, be, being down there um, during the whole thing. So where where I was in Virginia, I mean, nobody cared. <laughs> if I went, 
you know, over to Blacksburg, that's a whole different story. Or sure. if I went up to Charlottesville, that would have been a whole different story. You know, there's a difference yeah. between... Well, the state's very big, so you've got to... I assume you have a diverse... Uh, very diverse. If you're closer to D.C., opinions, it's, it's yeah. going to be... Uh, they're going to want that mask mandate a lot more while, you know... It's the same with Maryland, too. Yeah. I mean, anything around Baltimore and D.C., that's all... It's, we're getting into politics again. Let's stop that. Yeah. No, I... <laughs> Yeah, well, it's it's tough yeah. not to because it's it's a shame everything's been so politicized. politicized. Yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of hard to avoid it, but yeah. Anyway, it was. I mean, schools were open. Virginia Tech, UVA. We still had sports, very limited. You had to get like a lottery thing to get into football games. So I never got to go to a football game my senior year, which was sad. Football games were like the most fun days to go. I mean, for the most part, it was fine. They wanted us to wear masks to be socially distanced, but at at a point, you can't really. They wanted yeah. us to be masked on campus, I should say. Yeah, well, I guess yeah. it's it's harder to police too when you've got that many students, and it's you know, there's, the students are probably divided on the issues just as much as the adults are. Um, yeah, you know. for the most part, because even you know, Liberty's a private Christian university. You still have a lot of Democrats. You have a lot of Libertarians. You have a lot of Republicans. I. I hung out with the libertarian crowd a lot, so I'm yeah. Uh, I'm a bit more stop bothering me. I just want to do what I want. Yeah. Um, move to Alaska and not have to deal with anything. Yeah, that's kind. Of, that's kind of how I feel about everything within reason. You know, like as yeah. as long as you're not hurting anybody else. Um, you know, within reason. Within reason. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, what what are you up to now? I mean, I know you you said you were coming over here from. From work, so yeah. uh, obviously you're just married. Um, yep. I've, I've been wanting to get you over here for a little while and start this thing back up again, but wanted to give you time after the wedding to yeah get settled and everything. Getting so. my affairs in order and <laughs> yeah. What's uh, what's going on now? What are you up to? So now I'm now I'm the worship pastor at a church up in Beulah or up in Oxford, Pennsylvania, which is about 45 minutes away from here, depending on the traffic. It's called Beulah Baptist Church. So I'm uh, I'm their first worship pastor they've ever had. So I'm settling into the role, figuring out these technologies, and uh, even a budget. Like, we need to figure out a budget for for mine. And that's taking up a lot of my time, is scheduling, getting that stuff ready. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm doing a lot of stuff at home, playing video games. That's uh, probably the thing that I... Playing video games and reading are probably the two things that I do the most. Yeah. Did you, work. Did you get the PS5? Yes, I have a PS5. You've got we we got to talk because I I've I've been wanting to get it for a little while now and I, I keep thinking well maybe I'll wait till Black Friday but I've got a feeling the stock issue isn't even going to be fixed by then so the so, prices probably aren't going to drop yeah I mean my, how'd you get yours my my wife got it for me for Christmas when we were still engaged um, all right well how did somehow. she get it <laughs> she had kept up really she she had tried to keep it a secret and she almost bought it off of someone on Facebook Marketplace. Which I told her not to. And I said I'd wanted a PS4 for a while, not a PS5. She's like, oh, I might as well get you the PS5. I had somehow figured it out. Is it backwards compatible, pretty much? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so I have a bunch of PS4 games. Yeah. That was like the only thing I feel like Xbox One in the last generation was the, the ability to be backwards compatible. Um, yeah. I think most people, generally speaking, would say the PS4 kind of won the console wars. For, yeah. for the most part, yeah. Yeah, well the PS5, I guess, is... Uh, I don't know, are they still... Is Facebook Marketplace as bad at uh, like scalpers marking it up to 
ridiculous, stupid amounts of money? I ever since I got it, I haven't looked. Yeah. Um, so she was able to keep up. Cassandra was really able to keep up well with um, Facebook groups and stuff like that. I think she even got a Twitter and was able to get it off of Walmart. They're like notified when things were yeah. restocked. Yeah. Yeah. So I think she was able to get it off of Walmart. Like she spent a whole uh, three or four hours before work just like waiting for it just keep refreshing the page and refreshing the page because you never know when it's going to pop up they just say it's going to pop up sometime between this period and so she's she did that and spent a whole bunch of money on me so i said no more gifts for me for the next three years yeah well that's uh i got the ps4 for christmas a few years ago Mm -hmm. um and i feel like i i would like to buy this next console with my own money um yeah but i I don't know. I I want it, but I don't want it badly enough yet to the point where because you know most of the new games are still coming out. For yeah, the consoles. So. I, I would say it's not. Yeah, it's I don't want it badly enough yet to the point where it. I'm, you know, actively looking for restocks and trying to yeah get it that that badly. Um, yeah, it was just at that point I didn't have a PS4 anyway, and we're like, well, might as well yeah. buy the PS5 now. Yeah, I'm still holding out a, you know, the, the new F1 games out, so I'm. I'm trying to decide, do I want to get it for my Xbox One now and just get started? Or, you know, I, I still need to finish my F1 2020 season anyway. You know, I might yeah. as well just wait until I have the new console. And, and I mean, it's, it's a great console. Um, I have uh, Cold War, Black Ops Cold War for the PS5. And that's a lot of fun, like, playing the story mode with the haptic triggers yeah. and some stuff like that. Because it feels, in some ways, not in every way, it feels like you're pulling a real trigger but i whenever i play multiplayer i don't play like that because it's it slows me down yeah yeah well the nice thing about playstation i guess is you've got the spider-man games and uh, uh yeah spider-man I, ps4 that's is, a so that's a sony thing i think uh with have you played the game i played the ps4 game a little bit but it's yeah. it's probably one of the best superhero games made i i absolutely love it and i yeah. Well, that that was when I said to myself, you know, like I I feel like I've been able to get by with just the Xbox One, but now that you've got Spider Man coming out, I all right, I, I might have to. I, I might haven't have played to Miles Morales yet, but that's just because it's too expensive, and I'm not willing to pay the money for a seventy dollar game. Sure. But yeah. Spider Man PS4, one of the best games of all time, in my opinion. <laughs> I think a lot of people would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so what's the plan? Um, you know what? I mean, I know that's such a stereotypical question um that people don't like hearing but you know you want to stay here in in the area for a while or do you see yourself yeah. going back down south for any reason for, for now it's, it's uh staying in the area helping this church kind of grow it's a 200 year old church so i mean it's able to survive on its own of course but you know staying with the church and helping it grow and building a family with cassandra um sticking around her family too she's from Elkton, Maryland. So we live very close to her family, which is nice. But just staying around and trying to make money so that we're not stressing about money, but not trying to put it first, of course. All right, I hope you guys are enjoying this conversation with Noah. We had so much to talk about that I'm actually going to pause it here, split it into two parts, and save the rest for next week. We spent the first half reliving some old memories as teammates and catching up on what's been happening at college. The second half is going to focus mostly on our shared interests, so we'll be talking sports, we'll be discussing the current state of NASCAR, 
We're gonna get into Marvel and Spider-Man and a few other things as well, so stay tuned for that. We'll see you next week. Have a good day, everyone.